Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into another year of Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle here at the ISU Alumni Association. We hope you all are enjoying the new year and uh, off to a great start here in 2021. We want to let you know about a cool event we have coming up here at the Alumni Association and a, a really a great way to ring in the new year in 2021, in 2021, a virtual wine tasting event with the Alumni Association. We hope to see you Thursday, January 28th from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time as we bring alumni vintners from Central Iowa's Jasper Winery to you. ISU alum Rose Hanna is the tasting room manager over there at Jasper Winery. She'll be leading this tasting, plus Jean Groben is the co-owner of Jasper Winery, and she's also an Iowa State alum, so a couple ISU uh, alumni ties over there at Jasper Winery. So when you register for this, this event, you'll receive a four-pack of canned wine samplers, so it's a white, rosé, red, and sangria. There are pickup options available if you're local in Central Iowa at Jasper Winery. There are also mailing options available for select states. There is limited space for this event. It's filling up fast, so register today on our website, isualum.org, under the Events tab. Well, today we are excited to be joined by Lindsay Fenley. Cyclone fans might remember her as Lindsay Metters when she was an All-American player for the Iowa State women's basketball team. After graduating in 2007 with a degree in health and human performance, she was the 22nd pick in the 2007 WNBA draft. But it's not just on the court where Finley has made an impact. Today, she is a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, teacher, coach, and mental health advocate. On top of that, Lindsay is also a life member of the ISU Alumni Association. We've got a lot to get into, so please help me welcome Lindsay Finley to Live from Size Lounge. Hey, Lindsay. Hey Matt, you, that's a tough act to follow with the wine tasting. I uh, I know. Thinking we'll, I need we'll to sign to, up for that. We'll have to get you on. I'll be hosting that with um, with the folks from Jasper Winery. So yeah, have you been down there? It's a really cool place. I went a long time ago. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's I, a, I, I never knew the Iowa State ties, so always great to have, have yeah. cyclone uh, cyclone yep. running through the uh, the liquid. That's right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's right over there by Gray's Lake. Um, they've got a really nice outdoor space, but. Um, yeah, really nice facility over there. We, I really like their sangria, which is included in this. So hope that people can sign up for that event. Uh, should be really fun. We've done some of these virtual events um, in the past. We did a chocolate tasting with Stom Chocolate. I don't know if you've been to Stom Chocolate down, oh, yeah. uh, downtown, but they were. that was a really fun event. So it's been a fun way to engage with people, just like we're doing here in Live from Size Lounge. We're, we're into 2021, and you're our first guest. So thanks so much for hopping on. Well, thanks for having me. It was... Uh... I, I look forward to, I always joke that uh, my kids don't listen to me. So um, to have <laughs> you just listen to me for a couple minutes is certainly worth my time. <laughs> well, we appreciate you giving us some time. So, so, so when we start here, I just wanted to kind of uh, let you know that we have something in common, the two of us. We are both California natives. I was born in San Jose and I know you grew up in Southern California, right? I did. I grew up just outside of Los Angeles. Um, okay. I spent 17 years there and um, yeah. then ended up obviously here at Iowa State. So how did you how did you end up coming from California to here? How, how did you get recruited? Um, I was recruited by um, you know a host of schools throughout the country, and um, mm -hmm. you know for me it was never about um, weather. It was never about location. 
um, it was all about the right fit. Um, and I tell all mm -hmm. the athletes I train now um, that I think you have to approach the recruiting process like the dating process. And um, lo and behold, I found my uh, future school and my future husband all in the same spot. Um, but I, I think it was really important to me to be at a place um, that, uh, that cared about women's basketball. Um, and it's so unique and so rare and certainly not modeled uh, close to where I grew up. And so I was really attracted to, to the fan base and the community and the culture um, that was built here uh, as a part of Iowa State, not just athletics, but as, especially women's basketball. You guys had a lot of success here when you were a player um, in, in the NCAA tournament. I know, um, was it your senior season? You guys went on a pretty deep run, didn't you? Uh, no, that was, I think it was the year right after me. Um, oh, was that right after you? Okay. I was looking was, at the uh, picture there at the end with the celebration. You know, now that I've married, to... I've kind of married in um, yeah. you know, to, to this family, um, not just uh, the Fenley family, but really the Iowa State yeah. family. Um, they all blend together and I don't remember awards or seasons or um, careers. Yeah. I have, you know, I like to tell people the, um, the two best things I have that came out of this are Will and Callie and um, yeah. the rest has just been gravy. For sure. Well, you were a point guard here at Iowa State. You had an incredible career uh, as a cyclone, but you also excelled off the court academically. So why was it so important to you to put um, academics first when you were a student here? I, it's a great question. Uh, my parents instilled in me the belief that um, school is cool and school will take you far places and, you know, read the extra books and, and become close with your teachers and, um, you know, mm -hmm. learn as much as you can. Um, you know, as a young person, because I think it was um, really important um, for me to understand the ball was going to stop bouncing one day. And I knew I wasn't going to be a 37 year old with, you know, tape on each ankle and bandages across my knee and I was going to be playing forever. Um, that was just never my, my mindset. Um, and so I knew that school had to become important and school was important to me. Um, truly from a young age, I give credit to my parents. And, um, you know, there was, I think one one semester, I might have uh, tripped up a little bit as a student athlete. Um, I'm not going to act like I, I uh, was on the dean's list every semester. I, I wasn't, I don't think, except for maybe one or two. Um, but I, yeah. you know, I think that's really important. And now, again, as, as a parent, um, you know, making reading and making writing and making these things important to young people now more than ever in a world that um, you can kind of pick what you want to be and, and what you want to do. Sure. Well, so you kind of mentioned it earlier, but for those that don't know, Lindsay is married to Iowa State women's basketball assistant coach, Billy Fenley, and you're still very involved with the program here. You know, you call, I've seen you call a lot of games on TV, you've done the radio as well. What's it been like to still be part of the Iowa State family, um, the women's basketball program here? You know, it's a great question. I don't take it for granted. Um, you know, there are so many former players that they come back for the one reunion a year, the mm -hmm. one reunion every three years. Um, I have the I have a a, a floor seat uh, to a tremendous program, a great culture. Um, you know, there you see me, and I mean, I get to work with John Walters. Like, um, you don't have to be, uh, you know, anyone to figure out that that's a really cool, unique experience. There's Rich Ellingham, our longtime, um, you know, play-by-play yeah. uh, -play, um, announcer who just passed away about six months ago, and so I. I think it's really, um, there you see one of my thrilled children. Um, you know, it's been a really fun um, opportunity for me, but I also tell you this, Matt, I try not to have the, I know it all. I I've been there, done that. You know, I try to be a resource and I try to be an outlet um, for the current team, um, but I'm certainly not going to be, you know, 
in their in their shorts 24 7 and reminding them that i did this or i already got my letterman like that's you know that's not the role i want to have and i don't think certainly the role i do have um mm -hmm. so just trying to be there for the current players as needed and COVID has certainly slowed that down um you know it's been yeah. hard to even see the current team um outside of uh you know hearing what billy says every day when he comes home so um you know that's been that's been hard because that for me has always been the, my favorite part of being a coach's spouse is mm -hmm. being someone that the players could lean on um, for whatever they need. So look forward mm -hmm. to hopefully doing more of that in 2021, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been fun to watch you. It's It was so interesting to see Hilton Coliseum, at least the start when there were no fans with it being so empty. I mean, it looks like a completely different place. What was it like to call a game in front of a completely empty Hilton Coliseum? It is going to sound probably ridiculous um and i don't even know if if uh president winterstein knew it but she walked by me at one point i had to be literally just make sure okay is what i'm about to say what i want the president of our university to hear that because it was so yeah. quiet um in the building but you know kudos to you know obviously what jamie pollard's done and mark coberly with training and denise harclaw who's uh, omera who's um works closely with women's mm -hmm. billy jumps out of bed every day three times a week or excuse me three times a week to get tested right now. I mean, what they're asking of these coaches, of these yeah. student athletes, of the managers, of the scout team players. I mean, it's, you know, you kind of forget about it until you really step back and think about, um, you know, what's being asked of everyone in order for this to continue. And, um, yeah. you know, even from a media standpoint, it's unique to ask people virtually, you know, I'd, I'd mm -hmm. rather be doing the wine tasting with you in person uh, than, I know, right? Virtually, but, yeah. but we're all we're all making pivots and doing the best yeah. we can with uh, with what it is. Yeah, it's it's really incredible just to see the success. Well, one the football team had with no issues throughout the season, really nothing that slowed you know that made them cancel a game. And it's been really the same way for the men's and women's team. So, big kudos to them, as you mentioned. So, so Lindsay, as as I mentioned earlier, you wear a lot of hats. You're a very busy person, uh, including you do some motivational speaking, particularly with you know, young people. I know you do some corporate as, as well. But one of the areas that I know you're so passionate about is mental health. Um, tell us about why this is so important to you and something that you feel is so important to talk openly about. Yeah, I'm actually I'm coming up on the gosh, it'll be 2013. Uh, I'm terrible at math, so I don't want to embarrass myself. Eight year anniversary mm -hmm. um, of being hospitalized for the first time um, as a as a mentally ill, um, you know, patient and human being. And um, mm -hmm. I, th I thought I was all that in a bag of chips and didn't want to admit that I there was something wrong with me. Um, right. Because mm -hmm. back in 2013, it was seemingly more a character flaw than it was a self admittance acceptance. Um, and so a couple of years later, I ended up uh, being admitted in the hospital again. Um, so I've been admitted twice in my life um, for 37 total days. Um, I have uh, gotten to the brink of a really um, a scary place in my life that I don't want others to go. And so I, I started talking about it and um, I ended up having an agent and, and I have people who help me um, sort of coordinate and conduct these events. But it's really allowed me not just to be an advocate, obviously, for other people and trying to prevent folks from getting into crisis mode, um, but it's also allowed me to be an advocate for myself finally um, and, and live out a life that is truer and more real and um, certainly involves medication and therapy and um, help along the way. But um, talking very openly about my mental illness um, has certainly improved my mental health, and hopefully it's improving the mental health of the people that, that hear me talk. Yeah. 
gosh, we look back at 2020, this, this past year, the hardships it brought for so many, really everyone it impacted, but many people financially, spiritually, even emotionally. Do you think mental health um, and keeping that in, in people's minds is really important now, maybe more than it's ever been? Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I showed you what my email inbox was like um, as the pandemic was kind of striking in March, it was, uh, it was almost scary to think of. Um, so many people, like you said, in those categories, spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. um, physically, financially, um, you know, were being, were being hurt. And it all started mm-hmm. with mentally not being a, in a ready place to deal with crisis. Um, and that's where I was at two different places in my life where I had crisis situations taking place um, and I didn't understand my triggers and I didn't know my boundaries and I didn't, um, I wasn't ready to walk in my truth. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's been so gratifying for me on a very personal level is I can walk in my truth enough to know and enough to say, man, we all need help. Um, and you don't have to be mm-hmm. diagnosed and you don't have to be labeled and you don't have to have a therapist. Um, but just getting to the point where, um, you know, we all can say, hey, you know what, I, I just need help. And, and I truly believe that at any point in all of our lives, um, we will at some point need to say, hey, I need help. And what that looks like and how it's from and, and what direction we turn to um, is certainly unique and different for everyone. Um, but I'm grateful to say that I got the help I definitely needed. When you when we think about mental health, a lot of times it's a, around adults, right? Old, older people about all the stresses with work and family. But I feel like a lot of times, and I know you speak to a lot of youth, high school kids. Um, are you seeing more and more of mental health concerns in that area? And what what kind of messages do you have for those the young people that you work with about mental health? Yeah, it's a great question. I am not a professional. I like to tell people I'm a, I'm an experiencer. I'm not an expert. Um, except yeah. unless Billy's listening, then if he, if he's listening, then I'm definitely the, ex, the expert. Um, but you know, I think, and as I'm saying this, my phone's been buzzing, um, is just this whole phone, um, situation issue dilemma. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're so attached. We're so available. We're so, um, present with our phones and we lack presence with the people we love. Um, and, and I think what's easy for, you know, you and I, uh, Matt, is we've been in a mm-hmm. situation or a lifestyle without phones. We know life without them and it was fine. Um, and I do think there's benefits to it and it's certainly been better for, for different areas. But I think that's to me is the biggest crux I feel with young people is teaching them to live their life without their phone because they don't know any better and we do. Um, and giving them that example or that opportunity to get off their phone, um, encouraging them to take breaks, um, mm-hmm. you know, just giving them healthy phone habits because uh, it's like that the 90, 90 minute Netflix documentary or series said, um, I believe it was called The Social Dilemma. Yes. They talked about yeah. the phones as being our adult pacifiers. Mm. Like, what a great way. Every time I'm on my phone too much, I'm, I think I'm just a, I'm yeah. just a little baby and here's my little toy. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And so I, I think that's, uh, to me, that's most important with teenagers is helping model for them and then also walk mm-hmm. with them in improving them. 
Well, it's also finding, right, that outlet, that passion. And I know something that you work with kids a lot and that's something that you um, developed is this um, Elite 360 training, right? Something you helped start uh, pretty recently with youth athletes in the community. Talk about how you helped grow this, this business and maybe some other businesses in the area that I know you've helped get off the ground. Sure. Um, so Elite 360 is kind of the artist formerly known as Lynn's Hoops, um, which was my... Mm -hmm. uh, sort of my baby for the last uh, 14 years where I would train athletes. I would run camps. I ran the George Niang camp for five mm -hmm. years and Aslong camp four times. Um, and so I tried to involve that, you know, that cyclone tie in connection. Um, but I essentially was a, a resource, a mentor, an outlet, um, an actual physical skills trainer, um, helping young people. And so over the last about uh, eight months ago, I decided that it was time to uh, kind of get it out of my name. It only took me 14 years, right? Um, <laughs> took it out of my name and then moved it over to um, a company now called Elite 360, where I'm able to hire people, where I'm able um, to staff on a bigger basis. I'm looking into summer activity, um, camps and clubs, which is what I always do this time of year is kind of work six months backwards. But, you know, for me, and I, I can't say this enough, um, this is my passion, right? This is one of the best players in the high school um, area right now here in our state uh, and we're doing film breakdown. Um, mm -hmm. You know, these are camps I'm running. Um, I just, I love having a young person see unlimited potential in themselves, um, even if it's just on a basketball court. And you hope that how they mm -hmm. feel and how they act and how they talk and how they walk and how they treat people in your gym for an hour can then translate to the rest of their, uh, you know, surrounding environment and life. And um, there's George and I, and. Uh, yeah. love running his his camp and and then his golf outing as well um yeah. that's raised a lot of money for charity uh here in this area very cool really appreciate all that all that work that you do and it's cool to see george come back too and be so involved i know you guys uh does is that is the camp going to happen this year is the fundraiser going to happen this year with covid yep um both as of right now are planned we are hoping to launch the dates um probably in end of january early february um very cool but meetings and emails and uh calendar there i do have two dates on my calendar and they both say niang both camp and golf nice. outing so we look forward <laughs> to making that happen again uh, in 2021 absolutely well lindsay iowa state university graduates are using their degrees to make their communities iowa and the world a better place so how do you feel you've been able to use your education from Iowa State to make an impact here in the, the Ames and the Central Iowa community as well? God, Matt, you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm, I wish I was fake. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is choosing Iowa State uh, set on a path for the rest of my life. But if you look back over the last 17 years, 18 years, I don't know how it could have gone much better. And I, I understand I've, uh, you know, been hospitalized twice. I understand that I've, I've had challenges. I've had a miscarriage. Um, you know, I, I've had turmoil. Um, but again, I go back to Matt, what I told you in the beginning, which is mm -hmm. uh, the two greatest things that come out of being a cyclone are William John and Callie Ray. Then I made a hell of a great choice to be a cyclone a long time ago and uh, certainly proud to be one now. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Really appreciate yeah, all the like, work oh, that you do. That? What's wrong? I, I did not mean to make you cry. I apologize. This is a first okay. for size lounge, so I apologize. But thank you so much for being so open and sharing what you do uh, and what you're doing here in the community is so important. So 
thanks so much for for coming on today lindsay and we'll we'll catch you on the next broadcast when do you know when you're going to be on next i believe i'm on with uh mr walters next okay. tuesday we play uh oklahoma and for those iowa state fans that like numbers I believe my father-in-law is inching closer to 700 total wins as a head coach. So uh, okay. I believe only three or four away uh, at this point. So stay tuned for that as well. A COVID-safe party will have to be thrown, right? That's right. Yes, we'll, we'll all be celebrating when that happens. Lindsay, thanks so much for giving us some time today. And have a, have a great rest of your week, okay? All right. Thank you, Matt. Go Cyclones. Thanks. Go Cyclones. That is the great Lindsay Fenley. Appreciate her giving us some time. We also want to let you know about our interview coming up next week here on Size Lounge. We're going to be joined by Michael McClenahan and Scott Weinman. They are hosts of The Vets Unleashed, a podcast that tackles the most pressing, silly, and interesting topics in the animal kingdom. And I did listen to one of their podcasts, and I have to say, it's not just talking about like how to walk your dog, how to train your dog. These are some fun topics that they get into, so we're excited to talk with them. That is next Wednesday, January 20th at noon central time, right here on Facebook Live as well as Twitter and YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a great rest of your week, and go Cyclones. This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.